Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com and I wanted to first, before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to remind you that I write books and you can buy these books from my website at dadstartingover.com books. You can download them immediately from my website in PDF format or an MP3 format or you can also buy them directly from retailers such as Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and even the audio from Audible. So thank you so much again for listening, and now on to our episode. Hello everyone, DSO here from DadStartingOver.com, and today we're going to talk about a huge red flag in a relationship, a huge warning sign, a big no-no. A big thing that if it happens should have you as a man in the relationship a little concerned. And it's a big red flag that we we as men have been conditioned to see as kind of a eh, normal thing in a relationship. Something that really all women do. Something that all people do. And when we see it in our woman, we should kind of downplay it a little bit and not look so into it. And just let it go. And that thing is lying. Or it could be a blatant lie. You know, wife saying, I was here, when in fact she was someplace else entirely. That's a pretty blunt, big, huge lie that should be a giant red flag for you. It could be a lie by omission. It could be something she's just not telling you the entire story. Whatever it is, no matter how little the lie may seem, no matter if we've categorized it in our mind as a little white lie, a little fib, you know, something that sounds cute. No matter how little it may seem, more often than not, a lie is the tip of a much bigger iceberg. It's something that you should stop, your ears should perk up a little bit, and you should say, uh-oh, let's take a time out here for a second. Your gut should be telling you something's wrong here when you catch your wife in a lie. Now, yes, wives lie. They're human beings. Uh, we know from a socio-scientific perspective that women at an early age are taught to lie to be more manipulative. The theory being that women don't have the... Uh, 
that innate need or the innate ability to put up their hands or put up their dukes and fight it out with somebody they're having a disagreement with. If somebody does them wrong, they don't walk over and punch them in the head because they realize if I walk over and punch this guy in the head, more often than not, he's going to be bigger and stronger than me and I'm going to pay the price for that. So they don't. Instead, a way they may get around things is to be a little bit more manipulative and maybe lie to punish him. A lot of girls learn early on, especially the pretty ones, that if you want to get a boy in trouble, simply work up some tears, point to them and say, that boy hit me. And what they quickly learn is that all of the world comes to their rescue. Everyone wants to believe the damsel in distress. Everyone gives the pretty girl the benefit of the doubt. And more often than not, I'm willing to bet that you have done the same thing in your relationships. You're madly in love with somebody, and you catch them in a little lie. Wife says, I'm going to the grocery store. And then you see, and uh, maybe maybe she accidentally let it slip during a conversation that uh, when she was at her friend Sally's house. And you say, Sally's house? I thought you went to the grocery store. And you watch all the color drain from her face. She goes, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot to tell you. Um, yeah, I, no, I went to Sally's and said, I thought I told you. Ding, ding, ding. That should be a bell goes off in your head that says something's going on here. All men have that little gut, uh-oh feeling. But very quickly we are conditioned to say, it's a woman. She just told a lie. She's just a little frazzled. She's confused. No biggie. And we let it go. Frequent lying is a vice. And vices are typically manifestations of your psychological baggage. So something happened to you as a kid, yada, yada, yada. Now you are a uh, habitual gambler. Or you're an alcoholic. You're a serial cheater. Or it could be that you're a frequent liar in relationships. But like all these things, you cannot ignore them. You can't just brush them under the carpet and uh, hope they go away. You know, there, there has to be a reason for the untruths to be spilling out of your wife's mouth like this. And often those reasons are not as innocuous and benign as you think. Now, let me give you a real world example from my own life. So years ago, in my first marriage, my ex-wife and I were invited to a 1970s theme party. And everyone was supposed to go, you know, in afros, bell bottoms, the big sunglasses, the big shirt collars, you know that, you know the whole thing. Um, we didn't have really anything on hand. And I remember we were scrambling and going through clothes and saying, you know, maybe we can make something kind of 1970s-esque look, you know, out of this thing, out of this shirt. And my aunt has a pair of bell bottoms maybe we can borrow. I'm not sure they're going to fit. And yeah, it's, it became a source of stress for my wife at the time, trying to put together a good outfit because we have to look good. And she came the next day home with a big Afro wig and a big pair of, 1970s looking sunglasses, you know, real gaudy looking. And she told me, look what Sally at work gave me. And she said that we could just have them and they're perfect. And I thought, oh, cool, great. Well, that solves that dilemma. And then fast forward a few days, you know, after the party's all said and done. And my wife asked me to get something out of her purse for her. So I opened a purse and right there at the top of the big pile of crap that every woman has in her purse is a receipt. And the receipt is from a local costume shop for an afro and a pair of sunglasses. So my wife had purchased these, and no, Sally did not give them to her. So right away, I'm thinking, why the hell would she lie about that? That's very strange. 
My next step was a very typical one for me in my nice guy behavior, which was, this is my fault. So why would that be my fault? Because in pretty much every year of our relationship, in my first marriage, um, there was a source of contention, which was my wife's spending. She was never an extravagant, you know, go out and buy some multi-thousand dollar thing kind of person, but she was a spend a little here, a little there. It adds up to, you know, maybe an extra thousand dollars a month that we needed at the time when we weren't doing so well money-wise. And I would go through the bank account and say, well, you spent this we didn't need. You spent that you didn't need. On and on and on. And that added up to like, you know, $1,200 for the month. That's why we're having a hard time paying our bills. So when I saw that, I'm thinking, well, she didn't want to tell me this. And she snuck off and bought this because she knew that I would really get on her about the money. <clears throat> and she thought maybe I would throw a big fit over it. So she'd rather lie and keep that a secret as opposed to telling me. So that's what I figured in my head would be the reaction. So I approached her with what I saw and I was right. She immediately said, I didn't tell you because I knew how you would react. I knew you would get mad. Which is one of the most manipulative and often used forms of lying. What it does is it takes the onus of the responsibility off of her shoulders and throws them on yours. So let's let's think you know a little deeper about this phenomenon of I couldn't tell you because I would have set you. Something that a lot of wives say. And I, I want you to take a moment and think back to all your interactions with your wife over the years. You know, were there any moments, you know, in there where she expressed displeasure about something you did or something you're doing with zero regards to your feelings with zero regards to how you would react. I bet you can think of some, if not, let me give you some ideas, little simple things like, uh, her saying to you, are you going to wear that shirt again? Ugh, I don't like that shirt. Wear the blue one instead. No, no, we're not going to buy that thing. It looks really stupid and tacky. Yuck. No, no, no. Just, just leave it to me. You know, this place she picked out for us for dinner, it's ugh, it's no good. Next time, just let me pick. Um, you know, why is it every time I leave the kids with you, they just look like slobs? It's embarrassing. Can you please just dress them nicely when you bring them out for soccer? Or, you know, we have people coming over tonight. Please try and pick things up. Try not to look like a slob. You know, those little things. You know, as guys, we're taught just kind of let those things go those little wife jabs here and there. We're told, you know, whether it's at a subconscious level or, or overtly, like, you know, you can't let all these things from your wife, you know, get to you or else you'll just go nuts. You know, don't be so sensitive. Just ugh, roll your eyes and let them go. But the point is that she said all of those things to you and never in her mind was the thought, oh, this is really going to kind of hurt his feelings. You know, I know he's trying I know he loves that shirt. I know he really, really wants to buy that thing for the house and he just wants to help out and I shouldn't say these things or I feel bad because I hurt his feelings. She's saying these things to you because in her mind at the time, it's as blunt as saying, hey, you left the oven on or uh, you left the lights on in the living room. There's no thought when you say these things. They're just matter of fact things. There's no thought of, well, I can't tell him that. It may make him feel bad. You just say them. But now... When you catch your wife in a little lie by omission and she says, well, I didn't want to upset you. Well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is obviously you caught her doing something. 
you know, the tables are flipped. And the second thing is, is that these lies are typically the tip of the iceberg. It's one of a lot of things. And she's very well aware of that. For example, with my ex-wife, why she didn't tell me, hey, I went to the store and bought this thing, and then deal with my ensuing griping about, hey, I thought we were supposed to save money. I thought we talked about this for the 900th time. It wasn't about me at all in that case. It was about her problem. Um, at the time, her spending problem actually went beyond what I thought it did initially. She had a much bigger problem than what I thought. She coped with basically her anxieties over the years by two things, spending and eating. Both she overdid. That was that was her thing. You know, we all have our way of coping with certain anxieties and stresses, and that's that's what she did. And that little receipt was one of about, you know, 4,000 different red flags that over the years built up and should have told me, you know, dude, she's got a problem. So she had to hide that little red flag, and when called out on it, had to then deflect and turn and manipulate her way out of it. So that's really not that big of a of an example. It's not a glaringly awful red flag, really, you know, Wife overspends, gets called out on it 500 times, lies about it all the time, et cetera, et cetera. It's, she's hiding her coping mechanism because she realizes what she's doing a bad thing. In general, it's not a huge thing. It was one of many things, and eventually my wife committed infidelity, and yada, yada, but we won't go there. But here's another example that is, um, it's not a specific true story, but it's kind of an amalgamation of a lot of different stories I've heard from men over the years. Um, even my own story. Uh, so no real names here, no real situations, but uh, common scenario. So let's say that your wife was married before to a dude named Randy. And Randy was a very abusive, asshole, drug addict type of a guy, just a real dirtbag. And you actually met Randy once, but that was like 10 years ago, which was years after their relationship. And he actually went to prison. Your wife, over the years, has always talked about Randy. She's always shared stories of the abuse. It's been it was a very traumatic thing for her. Um, you've helped her over the years, help her get over it. She's gone to therapy over it. Every now and then, you know, some story about Randy will come up, and you'll just let her vent and and say her thing about the awfulness, and you know, be there to comfort her and be her partner. And uh, let's say one day you're on the laptop and you see the messages come up on the screen you know the the mac for example the uh, uh, macbook has the messages on there and they mirror what it is that's on your phone if you have your account logged into both places which by the way is a, a huge um, a huge tool for discovering um, affairs from what i've learned over the years usually it's the ipad and the phone are mirroring each other and the man busts his wife that way but anywho so let's say you're the man and you are you see the messages pop up on your thing and you start scrolling through them to look at some old messages between you and your wife and you and friends and you see from let's say well over a year ago there's a conversation between your wife and randy and she's never mentioned it and you're thinking what the heck and you have that you know that sinking feeling in your gut like uh-oh and you look at the message and you read it. And it was actually nothing bad. It was just him saying, hey, stranger, how you doing? And they went back and forth. And she's filling in on the details of the of the family. And he's filling in on details of what's going on with his family and his sister and parents and everything else. And 
the conversation ends with him saying, I would love to see you again. And your wife doesn't reply and conversation's over. And then you feel kind of bad for snooping because obviously this conversation didn't go anywhere. But, and there's a big but here, your wife never mentioned this conversation. This is the same woman that for, let's say, well over a decade has been telling you every sort of detail about her abusive relationship with the drug addict Randy. Probably not a week goes by that something related to the relationship in some way is, is not brought up. So in other words, boy, she talked about Randy an awful lot, all the time, in negative light. And then a year or so ago, Randy comes out of the woodwork after well over a decade of being quiet and reaches out to her and talks to her, and she never brings this up to her own husband. Why is that? Is that something to be concerned with? Basically a lie by omission. So what what you do, what a lot of guys do, is a lot of guys don't just bluntly come to the wife and say, well, what's going on here? You know, they don't want to come across as some kind of insecure asshole, but they may try and do a little bit more of a passive aggressive thing and say, uh, you know, do a little lying themselves, the man will, to see if they can catch their wife slipping they may say something like, hey, sweetie, I saw, um, guess who I saw at the grocery store the other day? Remember Randy? I saw Randy's sister. And um, she says, oh, yeah? Said, yeah. She was asking, like, when's the last time we uh, talked to Randy? And I said, man, I don't know. It's been like over a decade. And she was telling me he got out of prison and stuff. And your wife says, yeah. And, you know, she still doesn't come clean. And you say, then you bluntly ask her, when is the last time we talked to Randy? Was, has, it, was it been over like 10 years ago? Is that right? And she says, yeah, I think that's about right. So there you have it. You gave her two opportunities, several opportunities there to come clean. All she had to do was go, oh, you, you know what? I never told you. You actually texted me like uh, a year ago. And I just told him, hey, nice hearing from you. That was it. And she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything like that. There'd be absolutely nothing wrong with that. Why is it? If you were to ask her in that case, why didn't you tell me about Randy? Because, you know, I didn't want to upset you. It was... It was nothing. It was just a simple conversation. I know you'd probably get upset because of my history with Randy. So I thought, why bring it up? Um, I'm sure there's some truth to that. But the reality is that in that particular kind of situation, which is a very common one, the reality is, is that the conversation with Randy, Randy reaching out to her out of the blue like that, touched a nerve in her. And she probably felt something inside and she feels a bit ashamed of it. She probably, even through the years of abuse and her long loving relationship with you, she probably has some residual feelings for Randy and she really doesn't like it. And those messages from him made her feel good about Randy for a little brief period of time. And probably on a conscious or subconscious level, she probably secretly deep down you know, holds out hope that he will message her again. And she knows that if she were to tell her husband, hey, look, contacted me, husband will be aware, husband will be on the lookout, and husband may even like, try to protect her and go out of his way to reach out to Randy and say, hey, buzz off, please don't ever contact again. You abusive asshole. And she doesn't want that. She likes that little titillating wow moment she had when the lover from the past, the one that got away, even though he was an abusive asshole, um, there was still something about him that 
kept her around for years with the guy. And suddenly he comes to life. That's a very exciting thing that, frankly, a lot of husbands in long-term relationship boyfriend types can't really compete with. And I think she knows that. And again, if she were to bring that up, that may go away and she wouldn't have that feeling anymore. She doesn't like that. So that is a pretty big red flag. One that is commonly brushed aside as a, I didn't want to tell you because it was nothing and I didn't want to upset you. I didn't want to upset you or I knew I couldn't tell you because you would just be pissed off. I knew you would be a baby about it, etc., etc. They're all the same theme, which is I lied. I didn't tell you the whole story. I knew it was to my benefit to keep it a secret. And I know that there's some underlying theme here within this secret, within this lie, that paints me as a bad guy. And I don't want to do that. I want to keep up the manipulative facade. The golden girl image that um, you've painted me with after all these years. And it's something that as a man, if you find out something like this, boy, you should really drill down into it and get to the bottom of it and get to the bottom of it fast. And have a big open conversation about, in this example, uh, what Randy coming back into your world meant to your wife so again lies don't ignore them don't brush them under the rug don't excuse them away as hey that's just something that women do um, they're serious they're always the tip of an iceberg it may not be the tip of you know an infidelity iceberg but it may be the tip of an iceberg that drills down and, and exposes your wife for being a person who has a very difficult time coping and she lies to cover up a very negative coping mechanism. Whether it's she gambles, overspends, overeats, is in contact with an ex. Whatever the case may be, you need to discover it and start digging. Because it is a big, big deal. So, that'll do it for this episode about lying. Um, hope to have some additional episodes in regards to different red flags to be on the lookout for you guys that are starting up in new relationships. So again, thank you so much for listening and be sure and check out the website at dadstartingover.com. Thanks so much. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. 
Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.